N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 322 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You? And SGR. What up? What up, fellas? How are you, much? Watching the game right now. What's Dominguez doing? Uh, Pirates are in midseason form. They just made a pretty basic routine ground ball turn into an error and scored Two more runs. So it was ground ball to G Man Choi. Threw it home. Botched it. That's your boy, G Man Choi. G Man Choi is my boy. I had the game. I had the game on a little bit earlier, and uh, Andrew Hart's back with the Pirates. They designated him. I guess to wow. Him back. Oh, nice, nice. He was in right field for uh, Pittsburgh tonight. Do you think he I feels think- like shit that even the Pirates can't trade him for anything? Like he just keeps getting designated for assignment. Well, sure, sure, feel like shit, but at the end of the day, you got to c- compare yourself to Nestor Cortez. That was a guy who was in the Esther same boat. Cortez. He was he was DFA'd by the Orioles when they were at it's their true, man. Then it's like Glass you know, you half gotta, full. Yeah, you got to take it as um, keep believing in yourself until that time comes. That's it. the Cortez. A little bit of positivity today to start okay. the show. Okay. okay, power of positive thinking. Okay, uh-huh. okay. Well, the Yankees are. Uh, they're they're playing right now. Uh, it's Monday night here. Actually, up nine nothing over the the Pirates. Domingo Herman started this game. He um, he's competing for the fifth starting uh, fifth starter spot. Uh, he threw three innings of one hit ball, so he's pitching well so far this season. I guess where really we should start the show tonight, since we're talking about some spring training baseball, is regular season baseball, and that's April first, the Audi Club. At Yankee Stadium, tickets are still available. You know, we're trying to get rid of these last handful of tickets, man. We want to see you out there at the Audi Club on April 1st for Yankees versus Giants. Uh, Aaron Boone, uh, I believe it was yesterday, came out and said, he said, don't write this in stone, but uh, it's going to be Cole, Rodon, and then Severino to start that opening series. So April 1st, that will be Carlos Rodon's officially um, official debut for the New York Yankees, and you'll you can come watch that and hang out with us in the Audi Club for NYY News uh, TV Day 2023. So uh, definitely check that out. The link I is mean, pinned to our profile on uh, at on Twitter okay. at nyyst okay. underscore okay. podcast. Okay. And that's All the right. game. That's the game to be at in that first series yeah, too, with the drama sure. with Rodon pitching. Rodon against that's his a, old that's team. That's an awesome team to open up against. You love you love opening up against the Giants with all the yeah. Judge drama, right? Yeah. Judge went deep tonight. Took a pitch the other way. I'm sure okay. they'll I'm sure they'll bench Judge by the second game. Give him a rest. Judge should be in left field either Wednesday or Thursday, according to Aaron Boone. That's so great. They're, gonna, they're definitely going to go with that experiment. But yeah, yeah we do want to talk about some spring training and bringing up Carlos Rodon kind of ties this all together here as we start the show. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about this recently on Twitter, and it's spring training doesn't mean nothing unless it's to fit your narrative. And that, to me, is not entirely true. I think, and we can have a we can have a discussion about this. I believe that 
because people, uh, you know, they got a little worked up yesterday. Carlos Rodon didn't look good, gave up a bunch of runs. Seve hasn't, uh, you know, the, he's. I think he's given up seven runs in his first two starts. Those, as long as those guys are healthy, I don't care what their 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 lines look like. The same thing with Garrett Cole. As long as Garrett Cole's healthy, I don't care what his lines look like. Aaron Judge could go 0 for 30 in spring training. I, as long as he's healthy, I don't care. For veterans, for guys that you know are going to be big parts of this team, spring training, the numbers don't matter, okay? That's just my opinion. It's about getting the work in, get, staying healthy, and being ready for uh, March 30th. Where spring training does matter, and because the Yankees have a few kids that are knocking at the door of potentially making this team, that's where the numbers matter. You know, you want to talk about Jason Dominguez being a real legitimate option for this team, even though he can't uh, track a fly ball to save his life. Kids batting 417 in spring training. That's something you look at. That's something you take notice of and say, hey, this kid is letting it be known that he is here. He wants to be on this team. Uh, Volpe, who's in the lineup tonight, let me take a look at what he's batting so far this spring. If it'll come up here. While you do that, let me say, big sexy Yankee, thanks for the super chat. You're always right on it. Cashman is hard because Hicks went two for two tonight. He sure is. Okay. Wow. Uh, I don't know if this includes tonight or coming into tonight, but Volpe's batting 353 with a 1.097 OPS in spring. Again, 17 at-bats, but this is Volpe and Dominguez are guys that you look at and say, sure. hey, these guys are trying to make the team, so if they don't perform well, you're not even thinking about them making a team. And the same thing with guys like Willie Calhoun and Rafael Ortega that might be options to play left field. If these guys don't put up numbers in spring training, they're not coming north. So, yes, you want to say that spring training doesn't mean anything unless you're trying to fit unless you're trying to fit your narrative. But it does for certain guys. It does. Aaron Hicks. You want to feel decent about him, at least feel a little bit decent about him coming into the season. He's got to have a good spring, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. a guy like him and Wash Donaldson, if these guys don't have good springs, that whole comeback season thing that we talked about or other people have talked about, you have no hope of it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If he's hitting 140 in the spring. I agree with you on Hicks for that because Hicks has a lot of people that could be knocking at, hit, at the door to take his uh -huh. job. Uh -huh. I don't so much for Donaldson because – yeah. For two reasons. One, it's okay. his job to lose at this point throughout the season. We know that, and he's not going to lose it. And the second thing is he's a proven player. Hicks has never really been a proven hmm. player at that kind of level. Right. Right. Yeah. But you're right, Christian. It is definitely split 50 50. You have your guys who show up because this is their time to figure shit out. They don't have to worry about how well they do, they have to worry about getting ready for the season. And then the other half are the guys who are, they're auditioning. The problem right. I have is I don't know. I'm not confident in the Yankees front office to say that they're auditioning in front of anyone. I would hope that if they continue, if Volpe and Dominguez continue down this path, that they are seriously considered to start up with the major league club this year, at least What's Dominguez, because Volpe, if you want to fight me and if you, if the Yankees want to fight and say, he's not ready and we have time, that's one thing because their infield is already mm -hmm. overpacked. 
But we're talking about Dominguez versus Hicks at this point. And if Dominguez, one of your most touted guys that you've gotten in the last couple of years, is playing this well, you have to seriously consider it. And I think another guy making a name for himself right now is Willie Calhoun. He's He's got eight hits and 14 at-bats so far in the spring, hitting 571 on base, 625, See, OPS 1.48. The Yankees, so. that's what the Yankees will do, though. They'll go with Calhoun over Dominguez because Calhoun it, isn't as valuable to them. Right. right. And that's cool. what, and that's what they do. But Volpe, but, correct me if I'm wrong, he had a few tough games to start spring training, right? So for him to be batting that high, he's got a he must have caught fire, no? Well, you know what the thing yes. with Dominguez is, is is that you right now, if if you didn't have John Carl staying on this team, I would think that Dominguez had a greater probability of making the team DH. because I think the bat is there. His his real knock right now is he's not a good outfielder. And you can't hide a bad outfielder in left field at Yankee Stadium. Who's yeah. let me ask you a question because I haven't seen him play. I haven't watched any game spring training. Is the, at this point in time seeing him in the outfield, who's more of a liability to be in this lineup every day? Hicks or Dominguez? In the lineup or in the outfield, there's two different things. Well, no. Right. I mean both. Uh, yeah, that like is overall. Chris, you, overall, though, no, but you're I saying mean like both who's because worth. they're gonna whoever it is, whether Hicks or Dominguez, they will be playing left field. Right. So who's is a, Dominguez's bat outweigh him in the in yes. the outfield? I think. I mean, so. is I he that I, bad? I mean, I don't think I, I haven't seen enough of him to say whether or not he's good or bad. The stuff I've seen from him this spring isn't the greatest, but it's not something that like is. Remember when I always said that, me that he's he, terrible. Remember when I always told you that Aaron Hicks, Hicks. can't. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Hicks can't run routes to save his life. Right. right. Well, that's the knock on Dominguez. Yeah. yeah I actually I noticed say, those similarities of the two of them. <laughs> you're good. You're pretty good at detecting when a when a fielder is subpar. And so, I mean, but for me, like, at this I mean, the one in, thing I saw of Dominguez this year uh, so far in spring training is that he overran a ball and let it get to the wall. I mean, you know, that's that's something that you don't like to see. You want to see these guys focused yeah. and on top of their game in spring training. So, yeah, if Stan wasn't here and you didn't really have like a lockdown DH, which the Yankees will play this game that he'll play right field and blah, blah, blah. But I think we all realize that. uh Stan's going to be the D if Stan play, let's knock on wood here. Stan plays 140 games this year. How many games of those are at DH uh, out of the 140? Jeez. 130, 125. Yeah. 120. So what? I mean, why even have a, con, why even have a conversation about him being in the outfield then? Yeah. It's sad too, because I actually think that he's a better player when he's in the field. And I think he's more than capable of, of getting it done. But, I mean, for me to compare Dominguez and Hicks, I know you're saying he's, just, you know, he's might be a liability in left field, but it's beyond that at this point. For me, at, at this point, Hicks shouldn't even. I know physically he's here and still on this on this roster, but it shouldn't even be that he's that he exists at this point. Right, and it I should, agree with you. You know, that's why I got I like Willie Calhoun. Uh, if he's going to have a hot spring and maybe you can ride him for four or five weeks. Oh, yeah. He'll be the guy. He'll be the guy. And then when right. he becomes Willie Calhoun again, and <laughs> maybe you go to Jason Dominguez and hope right. that he gets yeah. a little bit of extra seasoning where 
you know, a lot. Somebody brought this up to me the other day. It was like, oh, well, if Dominguez didn't lose a year to COVID, all these prospects lost a year to COVID. Michael Harris, uh, Michael Harris lost, right? That's the guy, the guy that won rookie of the year for, uh, yeah. right? What about he Jeremy Pena? Did Pena lose a year? But Harris lost a year to COVID. He went from double A to the majors in one rookie of the year. So it's not, to me, that's not really an excuse. And I know I that Dominguez is, is a little bit more raw because it was international signing, but still, you know, all these guys lost a year to COVID. So right. yeah. yeah, it's not a valid. They're all on the same playing field here. Mm-hmm. Big sexy Yankee. Thanks for another super chat. This is a good point though. Family, big sexy Yankee, because <laughs> I feel like the money could be better spent, you know, seriously, few, dude, children. seriously. There's a lot gone. of porn that you can be paying for. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know. He said uh, Julio Rodriguez last year batted like Volpe and Dominguez is doing are doing right now was called to the office to be told he just made it. Why can't we do that? Yeah, I listen. That dude. was an awesome video too to start the year when they yeah. sent him in the office kind of went viral for the Mariners. Someone someone point, said man. to me, I, I tweeted something about Dominguez and that how he should be called up, but the Yankees wouldn't do it. And someone replied and said, you know, he's not ready yet. Blah blah blah. Look, dude, in a vac, if you're if you're if you're Analyzing that in a vacuum, fine. You want to tell me he's not ready? Fine. But you can't. You have to you have to put this into context a little bit. You got to figure out what your options are. And sometimes, in a lot of cases, if a guy has it in him to be a superstar or at least be a, an above-average serviceable MLB player, sometimes you got to just throw him in the fire and see what he's made of. And I, I feel like if, Dem- if Dominguez is going to keep riding this, this hot streak and our other option is Aaron Hicks. What better time to just to just see what he's got? I don't think the Yankees have a a, a reason not to play Dominguez really because it's Aaron Hicks and it's Willie Calhoun. I think they do have a reason. I can't believe I'm saying this. I do think they have a mm-hmm. reason not to play Anthony Volpe. Yeah, that's fine. I yes. I said that I'm right. Look, yes. I, do I think because as much Volpe's- as I don't like. Glaber Tor- not that I don't like Glaber as much as I don't want him here and I want IKF here and I don't like Wash Donaldson. I think the Yankees are better suited to cover the infield yes. without Anthony Volpe than they are to cover the outfield without Jason Dominguez right now. But, but here's the thing though, and and I agree with you. I, I, I you know I'm not asking for the world here from the Yankees, but at the end of the day, if he continue if Volpe continues to have a hot spring, it's you know. That, that case in itself, a, a healthy organization probably calls him up. I mean, this is their superstar. What better time? Here's my thing. What better time than right now while Aaron Judge is still in his prime, while Garrett Cole still has a few years left to be to be an ace on this team, uh-huh. while you just signed Rodon, what better time to call up these kids, especially your top and prospect, to try what- and make it happen? What better time than before the season even starts, before you even have a record to give you an excuse or a reason. Right. To, just to validate clean. it or invalidate come up. it. And, and the problem is they won't look, Josh Donaldson defensively is phenomenal. And I get okay. it. Some sometimes you you sacrifice offense for defense and hope Vice his back comes alive. But at the end of the day, man, if you're superstar pro if they're if the infield is overcrowded and you're superstar number one prospect is showing you that it seems like he's ready and you can either move him or Peraza to third. Why are you not doing it for Josh Donaldson for 37? What is he? 37? 
Yeah. For 37-year-old Josh Donaldson, why? Well, you know why. I know why. I know why. Oh, yeah. It's to, to people that tell you that spring training doesn't matter, it, it's not a black and white scenario. It isn't. Because like we just outlined here, Volpe, Peraza, even these guys that were major leaguers on, on minor league invites, to, spring training is important to them. They need to have big sure. springs to let the club know that they're ready or they're able to take a spot. You know, like we said, dude, if Garrett Cole goes out there and gets shelled, you know, he gives up 10 runs in, uh, in, in his three, you know, in, in three innings, are you going to worry about him? You know, no, because no. guys like him, that's, this is what spring training is for is to get strong and to get ready for the season. You know, that's, Carlos Rodon got lit up yesterday. It, it means nothing. I I still think he's going to be an alpha dog, the, the 1A to Garrett Cole. I have no – didn't change my opinion one one Dude, bit Yes, If you're yesterday. Carlos Rodon showing up in pinstripes to spring training, you don't even – it doesn't even matter what happens to that ball. You're, you're on the mound, and you're worrying about the feel of your, of your off speed your fastball, your timing, your rhythm, your mechanics. You don't give a fuck what's going on. Maybe in it if he has I mean, I think he pretty I think I think he wanted to to smack uh, Oswaldo Cabrera yesterday for making the error in front <laughs> really? of uh, the home run he gave up to Matt Olson. Mm. Well, he's he's definitely a guy who even in spring training with shit like that, he's probably going to get pissed. No, I mean, you know, he said yesterday I, I just saw a little Blurb about him. He said he was disappointed in his outing, and yeah, he is. I'm sure he didn't want to go and get lit up. But anybody that thinks that him getting lit up yesterday means anything, it's it couldn't be further from the truth. If he was a a young prospect that the Yankees were yes. thinking about, you know, like Domingo Herman in and Clark Schmidt are battling for the fifth spot, you better believe every time either one of those guys take the mound, it matters. Their results matter because the Yankees are right. looking for one of those two guys to fill a spot. But of course he's going to, of course he's still going to say he was disappointed in his outing. He's a competitor and he's never going to give up that persona. But at and the end of the day, to, if he's a, if he's disappointed in his outing, it's more because he couldn't get a feel for what he was looking for than it was the actual result. He doesn't give a fuck about the result. The Yankees are already playing games. No, I wouldn't, I don't even want to call it games, but they're already trying to, push the, the the wheel down a little bit with uh with Nestor Cortez because he's gonna be mm. in the fifth spot to open okay. the first time well, for the rotation. You're talking about with the injury? Yeah. Yeah, great. Just so they can yeah. maybe skip him once you well, think yeah, I so it they're was gonna to bookend him and Cole. And I don't know why you would I don't know why you would do that this early. I think they just did it because they wanted to give him a little extra time and a little bit of a breather yeah. in April here. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Yankees are dealing with a couple injuries right now. Uh, Peraza's got a f- dealing with a foot issue, but Boone said that uh, he should be back in the lineup on Thursday. Uh, Tommy Red Bull is a little bit more serious with bicep tendonitis. Could be a month before we see Tommy Red Bull. That's ah, three months. So um, we all love Tommy Red Bull. We were all happy that he came back, but it's not surprising that another Cashman signing of a pitcher has come down with an injury injury here because his stink is all over everything well does he does canely have an injury history or in 2018 was he a liability to 
All oh, right, I mean, he did have Tommy John. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, another fucking super chat from Big Sexy Yang. I'm just gonna call Big you BSY. Uh, he said Ooh. Yankees treat their prospects like when someone buys a real expensive wine, they don't want to use it, no matter how good the occasion is. Remember Florial, right? Florial. Yeah, that was another name I wanted to bring up. Was Florial? He's a guy that was going into the spring training where it really counted for him. A guy like uh, but Willie I don't. Calhoun. S- He's but three don't for you 14 think, uh, this spring. So but don't you think Florial is so defeated at this point? I mean, the Yankees rode that injury that he had and then completely just let him rot. Yeah, but you talk about if spring, you know, is important or not. If he came out it and is was important having a him, Will, Willie you, Calhoun type of spring, then yeah. maybe the, the narrative is a little different right now. I don't I'm think tell it you, changes up much, though. Yeah. He's going down the same path as Miguel Andujar and Clint mm-hmm. Frazier and all these yep. other guys because he's out of options and he's not making this team. Mm-mm. No. So his time is his time is passed. At this point, Cashman wouldn't wouldn't even consider him because if he comes up and if he is a superstar, then Cashman just looks like an asshole for for not giving him a chance earlier. I mean, yeah, the the book on Estevan Florial is closed, in my opinion. I think yeah, for the Yankees sure. have definitely decided on that, and it's just going to be another another sad tale of these guys that never that didn't get traded, didn't get a a, a realistic shot, and they're out the door for nothing. You know, it's this is what this is why when we say you got to trade these guys, it's not because you know we're just looking to to trade guys because the Yankee the Yankees track record says. Trade, trade these guys or because they're not playing them and they're not getting any type of value for them. So what's yeah, the well, point? You know, that just that does bring up a good point. It's like the Yankees, the Yankees' biggest flaw, at least in the last handful of years, seems to be all right, we all know they they inflate or you know over exaggerate the talent that they have in their in their system, right? We all know they do that with certain guys and and they know it's not, they know it's smoke just to build their value, right? It's almost like they they fucking brainwash themselves and they forget who is actually really good and who are the guys who could slip through the cracks and they that they should trade while their value is high. Florial's one of those guys. Andujar, I feel like was just completely after that injury, they just completely forgot about him. But Florial's definitely one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have to talk a lot about it, Miguel Andujar anymore, but you just you yeah. wonder. You just wonder, you wonder if he didn't get hurt. You if he wonder. didn't get hurt, what would have happened? Yeah. Would Be- would his career have gone down this path, or would he would he would he been a guy that, that could, look at a lot of what look. happened because of that too, Christian? Like with Gio Urshela, then they moved yeah, Gio Wash Urshela, Donaldson and now Wash Donaldson is here. Because Wash Miguel Donaldson Andor. is here. Yeah, fuck Miguel Andujar. So thank you, Miguel Andujar. This is why dickhead. But he also got us rid of Gary Sanchez. So did that too. So thank you. Uh, no, I would that, take I, Gary Sanchez and Gio back to not have Wash Donaldson. In yeah, I, no, I, it, that's a fair thing. Speaking of Gary Sanchez, the Yankees are dealing with some other injuries in in uh, in their catching depth. I believe Austin Wells has got a broken rib or something, and uh, Josh Bro is dealing with an injury. Higgy's right. off. Higgy's going to be off to the WBC. So the Yankees are looking at you know bringing in some catching depth, and Gary Sanchez is going to be playing in the WBC. So I guess this takes him out of it. But you know, he, Gary did make quite a stir a couple weeks ago when he was working out in Yankee gear. Is there a possibility? Do you really think that the Yankees would go down that route, even on a minor league deal 
to bring back Gary Sanchez. No, and I don't think Gary would even take a minor league deal. I think have that, a deal period right now, though. Yeah, bro. but I think he will have one by the end of spring training for sure. Well, I mean, don't you don't you think he's using the World Baseball Classic as sort of an open tryout sure. for the league more than How any much player in Ga- the tournament? Think about it like this. Seriously, think about Gary Sanchez in 2016. Mm-hmm. All right. Now imagine that I told you when he hit free agency at the end of 2022, <laughs> no team would have offered him a major league deal. I'd never believe you in a million years. I thought he was going to go down as the best or one of the best offensive catchers in the game. I really and, did. I mean, I didn't watch him. Obviously, we didn't watch him every day last year. It could, I mean, his numbers offensively were what they are now. So, I mean, that's pretty. Maybe he was juicing, bro. Pretty decent for a catcher. You know, a guy that's going to hit around 20 home runs as a catcher. I mean, uh, are people that worried about his defense? Yeah. If you're not going to be, if you're going to be, not even get a, to, to be, it's March 6th. The guy doesn't have a fun. Contract, yeah, but the the problem, at least with him on the Yankees, is that he's a liability behind the plate. But not only that, he became a true liability in this lineup, not because he couldn't get a hold of a few, but this this team doesn't need more guys who can't make contact and who strike out big spots. You heard some of these guys have come through again, like Adam Warren and Greg Bird. Like, we don't just let that go. Yes, just let yeah. it go. Yeah, you have to. Just let it go. But a guy like where Gary has runs into troubles that he's probably not. Well, he, it's, it's looking like he's not going to get offered a starting job, and then it becomes you're a bench catcher. But if you're a catcher on the bench, you're not being used for your offense, right? Most most catchers are defensive at yeah, that point, for sure. On the bench, yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. yeah, you have it's either all it's all your or backup catcher is yeah. is pretty much a defensive player. So well, who, I mean, who's our who's our backup catcher? See an offensive guy. <laughs> Mm, right i don't think so I, at least i don't think real quick just a quick side note we don't have to talk about it we, i just want a quick answer because someone told me i was crazy am i wrong for assuming that on opening day the reigning al platinum first ever platinum glove winning catcher starting. is going to be on the bench he's starting is he yes he, you think he's starting over, or this was said already? Be there on opening day. Why wouldn't he be? Because who's pitching, bro? It doesn't. No, I don't think that. They was went the thing back. Last... Yeah, they went back to it by the end no. of the year. It's not a thing anymore. It's a thing, dude. No, if if Trevino Trevino will be if he's not, he's going to be in the lineup on opening day. I'll see. Let's see here. Yeah, he. He should be in the lineup. Has to be in the lineup. I think it would be pretty stupid to. Well, Kyle Higashioka, it would be stupid. Kyle Higashioka. I mean, I know everybody loves him. Here's Kyle Higashioka. He is not a major league baseball player. Like he's a four A player. He's the definition of a four A player, right? Okay. Then there will be one week in the season where Brian, you guys played NBA Jam. Remember that? Sure. When you had the fireball and you couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. You're just draining threes from the other side of the fucking court. He gets the fireball, hits five home runs in a week, has an OPS of like 2,000, and everybody's like, the Higgy Bombs, 
And then he just goes back to being like the quintessential 4A player. That's yeah. who he is. And right. here's, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want to <laughs> get in, get in, get in and out tonight, right? So here's because we spent a lot of time on the pitch clock last week, right? My bigger problem than the pitch clock, and again, this, this is not me saying I want the pitch clock. My bigger problem than the pitch clock right now is the bigger bases and the fact you can only throw over two times because I was watching. That's the, the worst. I'm. I was watching the game yesterday, right? And Kyle Higashioka doesn't have a strong arm to begin with. He's not known for having a good arm, right? Unless I'm off base on saying that. No, no, you're right. Okay. Quick pop time, but not a good arm. Had no shot yesterday, like none. No shot throwing throwing these runners out. Well, think of it like this, right? I was uh, I I was always under like I I kept thinking, okay, pitcher throws over tw- can't throw over twice, right? Because Times, you know, if you after throw the over second thir- time, the guy can just run. No, no, you can throw over a third time. I just learned this today. You you can throw over a third time, but you have to get the runner out on the third time. If not, he's awarded the next base. Jesus Christ. I mean, so here's my thing, right? How many pitchers are going to be discouraged to even throw over once? Because after they throw over once. Throwing over a second time is is a huge liability. Because then there's a 90% chance the pitcher's not thrown over again. And that's an even bigger jump. So after even the first time, there's a huge increase of, of the probability that the pitcher's not going to throw over a second time, which gives another advantage to the runner. Yes, the pitch clock is bad. We don't like the pitch clock. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I sat there and I watched pretty much the entire game on Saturday. I didn't really notice the pitch clock. There's going to be times it's going to come into play. Fine. But I don't think it's going to be as big of a problem as these rules are because this is really going to drastically change the game where guys are going to be running like crazy because you're not going to be you're, – you're putting the defense at such a disadvantage by not, allow, not allowing the pitcher to keep the, the runner close and he's got three and he's three inches closer to the bag now. Well, Christian, also, you have to kind of from what's, you know, what your gripe is right now, you can even include the pitch clock in this because as a runner, it's all about timing. And if you're watching that clock and things are getting dicey and it's coming down to it, if the runner, if the pitcher steps off with a runner on the pitch <laughs> clock resets understood. But what I'm saying is, it gets to a point where as a pitcher, you're like, shit, I got to get on this mound and I got to figure out what pitch I'm throwing and I got to throw the pitch. And once it gets to a certain point as a runner, you're saying, okay, he's got it. He's thinking about throwing this pitch. I probably have another advantage to, to get a good jump here. It's okay. You know, a lot of pitchers, especially younger pitchers are going to really be thinking about that pitch clock. Don't forget though. Christian pitchers can only step off the rubber twice per plate. Oh my God. God, this is like... We'll reset, but you only get two times of doing that. This is crazy. How did the players agree to all this? How? They like it. How? It's like how bills get passed in Congress. We'll give you this, but you know you got to give us that. So it's, right. like it's all about the money. We'll play whatever game you want. You know, like the Ukraine, get paid. the Ukraine relief yeah. bill. But meanwhile, half the half of yeah, the half money's of going to the senators. Yeah, it's, you know? it's gone to the fucking it's, post. It's basically, office, right? uh, it's like Ukraine. Okay, okay, okay. 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 So, okay. 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 Just to nip. I'm that, not saying uh, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, keep going. Right. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Cause you're I'm not. Your uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, go ahead. I'm go not. Ahead. Say, 
I'm not saying that the pitch clock also doesn't come into play with the base runners, but if you only had the pitch clock come into play with the base runners, I still think that the defense has a legitimate chance of getting the runner out. I really think you're going to see guys stealing at 85, 90% clips this year. It's going to be nearly impossible to throw somebody out. Yeah, that's something I noticed too. These uh, literally the first first uh, inning, it was I was watching the Mets first spring training game, and Tim LaCastro took off. He could have walked to the bag. That's that's how fast he got there. Yeah, I mean, you said it a couple of weeks ago, Christian. Though, I mean, what's the reasoning behind it to generate more offense? That's pretty much all this is. And the sad part is not not all these bullshit rules that they're putting in place, but if you just think back to baseball, like. 10 years ago, it's a completely different game right now. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's just, it, it, I look, I'm all for change. If it's going to make things better and smoother, I'm, I'm at least open. I'll be open to, to trying it out, but to do all of this so suddenly and so drastically, it's just over the top, man. I mean, you can call me crazy, but if I had to choose between the pitch clock and, and allowing going back to the regular size bases and allowing the infinite number of throwovers right. like we used to have, I take the pitch clock. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I put a poll up or I asked people to tell me their thoughts on it. And it seemed like a lot of older fans really don't mind the pitch clock. Cause they're telling, they kept saying, you know, back in the seventies mm-hmm. and sixties games were only two. Well, here's the thing, dude, there was also a lot less technology back then. There was a lot less going into every single pitch. There's so much. There's how many scouting reports the guys have back in the 60s and 70s thinking about every single pitch at every single count that, you know, going for. Of course, the game was quicker. They didn't give a fuck. They were probably drunk right at, you know, they drank all day, fucking woke up, came to the came to the game, put a fucking milk carton on their fucking hand for a glove and went out there and just played ball. They these guys fucking pitched every single day. I mean, of course things have changed. Of course the game has slowed and games down. weren't televised as the way they right. are. Right. And there's and there wasn't as much many commercials and, and so on and so forth. that also delays games and, and stuff. Yeah. So you know, older fans have been through we really lived through a period where there weren't many major changes to the game up until now. You know, last year the pitcher uh DH in the National League started it and now all this stuff, but you know, older fans have seen the invention of the DH, which, you know, that was never a thing. The lowering of the mound, night games, you know, all this divisions stuff. changing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, outside, I mean, I guess the I guess the big one we really lived through was the, was the wild card when they when they went mm-hmm. to uh, when they went to yeah. uh, the division realignment. You had four teams in the playoffs in 95 it was the first time that they did that. So but other than that, like to. <laughs> the way the actual on field game has been played, we haven't really experienced any of that till now. So for sure. I mean, to be honest, like right now we can talk about it. We can get worked up about it, but we need, we need to see it in application. And and so far what I've seen, I honestly think that the pitch clock will be less detrimental to your enjoyment of the game as it will, as these running I'll call them the running rules as the running rules are going to be, because to me, like you walk a guy, you might as well just let him go, go right to second base. You know that. Well, they do let him go right to second base. It's just got to be extra innings. 
when the game matters most. Well, then that's just telling me that the Yankees are going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage because they are notorious. No, wait, I always say that word wrong. And notorious for not notorious runners. Properly. No, they're slow. They're offensively yeah. so slow. So teams that are oh, and, and Trevino was a gold glove, uh, platinum glove uh, winner last year. Doesn't have the greatest arm. So oh, yeah. It's going to be, I uh, mean, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry, Trevino last year, just for that that uh, Higashioka personal catcher. Uh, Trevino was was Cole's catcher I know. for two, two of his la- final three regular season starts. So and in the ALCS, so maybe also, they are over it. Jason Dominguez had a really nice base hit up the middle in this game. Took it right up the middle. Hard fastball. Looked good. Yeah, let's go Hicks. Yeah. Oh, we tried to there's a couple other topics we're going to get to today and uh without bringing up Aaron Hicks again let's just stay focused on the infield right now and specifically where the Yankees need to go long term with this infield okay now if you look at it you know that worst case scenario Josh Donaldson plays the the 2023 season and he's gone but all these other guys are here for at least another year or so. Glaber Torres is under contract. Uh, IKF still on, uh, under contract. You got the you got you got the young guys. Lemayu's here for another another couple of years. You know we've been we've been talking about things that the Yankees need to do. The Yankees need to improve the catching situation. And I know people are like, "Oh, we got Trevino. Fine, that's great." You, you saw Trevino hit a wall last year because he's not really starting catcher he's a guy that maybe plays 80 90 games somebody's got to fill that hole right Kyle Higashioka we talked about him 4A player right you're going to need another outfielder at some point whether or not you the Yankees believe in Jason Dominguez I don't know but they're (laughs) going to need another outfielder you would think you know do you do you trust Herman and Schmidt to be the five okay even if you do they need I would prefer them to be six, seven. They need depth in that starting rotation. They're going to need help in the bullpen. Tommy Canley's already going to be out a month, right? We don't know what we're going to get out of it. We really don't know what we're getting out of Clay Holmes and Michael King and and even Luai. Honestly, Luizica might be the surest thing in that bullpen because hmm. if you look at Holmes' uh, Holmes's ineffectiveness and in his injury from last year and King coming off the injury and Ron Marinaccio was hurt last year. So got guys you like, but nobody that maybe you can put a hundred percent confidence in, right? Plus, okay. a Yankee month is is like dog years. It's like really fucking yeah. four months. Good point. Well, <laughs> you look at you look at parts of this team where the Yankees can subtract from to add in other places. It's this infield, right? And you keep hearing like I think Bob Nightingale reported this earlier today, and I, I think uh, Pete was the first one to actually bring this to everybody's attention. With the Gavin Lux injury in LA, yeah, you know they they have interest in IKF. Okay, I would say, hey, you know what? You got interest in IKF. What about Glaber Torres? You know he could. What do you guys want to give me for Glaber Torres right now? And mm-hmm. people, here's my problem with people that want to keep Glaber Torres. Okay, because I I posted this and people were like he's a he was a four war player last year. They don't grow on trees. Great. I'm not saying that he's not. I've 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 been repeatedly have said, I think Labor Torres is a, is a legitimate starter in major league baseball, right? 
What he's not is the superstar we were promised. And what he's not is a guy the Yankees are going to commit a hundred million dollars to. Well, he definitely would you agree he hit his he hit his ceiling already? Oh uh yeah, I, <laughs> I would say so. I think he's closer to the player he was last year than he was in twenty nineteen. So, so at sure. this point, when you have uh you know who you're expecting to be a superstar and Volpe waiting in the minor leagues and obviously an overcrowded infield, why not? Why not trade him off when he's at his highest value that he's probably going to be for the rest of his time here? Yeah, that's that's the argument to be made. No, you want to you want to play the kids. You, well, where are they going to play? Right. You, you know, you think it's so easy. People just this is what the MLB the show mentality is. The Yankees are going to need a third baseman next year, right? You would you would assume they would need a third baseman. DJ. Oh, we'll, we'll just shift one of the kids over there. What if they can't do it? What if they're more suited to play up the middle? Right? That's a huge difference. Going from second to short on the other side of the bag is 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 really difficult, but a lot of guys who have played their entire career at short, like what A-Rod did and and Cal Ripken in his career, I mean, these guys are were late in their careers. They they took how many a how Hall many of fame players? You right, see what exactly. you want about A-Rod, he's a whole he's, he's a whole of fame talent. Of course he is. You know, it's not that easy when you're coming up in New York and you're expected to be one thing. And then all of a sudden your your world gets flipped, flipped upside down. And now you're expected to take a thousand ground balls a day at a different position. It's tough, man. We saw what happened to, to Torres when he, you know, got flip flopped all those times. But, you know, for me, Christian's right. You got to you got to make room. And, and he's the odd man out because Donaldson's not going anywhere. Did you see this? Boy Meets World is uh, running for Congress in California. Is that Corey Matthews? It's not his. It's not his brother. Uh, someone with a very common oh, name. Ben Savage is. Uh, wow. Is the guy who played Corey Matthews? Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah his, brother, name's, right? his name's not Corey. Ben. No, is it Fred? Savage. Isn't Fred Savage like Fred a predator is, or something? Probably. He looks something. like one. He's he's in Wonder Years, he's got a, but he's a director, and a lot of people say he's kind of creepy on set and stuff. I think I he think. did have a, have a have a scandal. Savage, savage. Isn't that a, isn't that a Boone quote? Was oh, he talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm the macho man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are they on the savages in the box? Is that was that about? That was their story. That was uh, Fred's. Fred's like <laughs> I'm the real savage in the box when he was trying, you know, on on the directorial set there. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about here? I don't Volpe, know, totally you know, Torres, Torres is the odd man out. Yeah. Honestly, I think that he is, man. Like Joel Sherman and somebody correct. I don't want to say correct anybody said that his entire article was a little bit more even keeled, but he had a hot take in it from yesterday that he said, you trade Peraza for another prospect and commit to Glaber Torres long-term. No, ah, dude, I, Again, I just asked you the question that the Yankees have to ask themselves. Did Glaber Torres hit his ceiling? And there's no signs showing me otherwise that he did already. All right, so if you would say his peak was 2019 and his lowest was 2021. Right. And 2022 is somewhere in the middle. Right. Would you not agree that that's the median? That's who Glaber Torres it's is? Exactly what I'm, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And, and at that point, if you're that confident in Volpe and Peraza, man, you got to commit to someone. This team has commitment issues. You got to commit to someone and you got to stick them out there and you got to play them. I think Anthony Volpe has a much easier time making this team if Labor Torres is not here. 
uh, for sure. I, but again, I just have no confidence in the Yankees to handle this kid properly. And the other question is going to be, you know, who do you look? I'm not saying Cano wasn't a star here, but when you think of Yankee superstars, legends, like they want Volpe to be, where where should he play? Shouldn't he be our shortstop? Don't you think better, the Yankees it, want him at short? So make the move now. I think Peraz is a little ahead of him, though. I'm not think- saying he's not, but but my point is, you know how Cashman works. When they tout someone at, at a specific position, especially shortstop, the because Yankees- that's a position that needs to be filled in New York by you know someone with star qualities. Volpe's clearly going to have that quality over Peraza. I would feel the Yankees would rather commit to Volpe at short. And if you're going to do that, man, you better do it quick. Uh, the Yankee spin machine was out in full effect tonight uh, during the game today where they said Damon Oppenheimer, who runs the, the draft for the Yankees, was like uh, Curry said, I asked him one thing to tell me that I, we don't know or we would be impressed by uh and I love Jack Curry, man, but he's turned into such a yes. He really season, has. Man. Man. Uh, it's it's very disappointing. He was great but, when he came on with us, and I he was a really really nice guy, but he definitely has been. I've noticed that. And he was like, "Tell me one thing about Anthony Volpe that will make me swoon." And he said, "Damon Oppenheimer told him he never takes a pitch off." I mean, nobody now, should be taking a pitch off. I, that's not a quality. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a good quality, but that's not going to make me like want to drop my pants for this fucking kid. Like, come on now, he should be <laughs> he should be fucking in on every pitch and paying attention and trying to win every at bat that he has. Wouldn't you want that to be like the base minimum? That <laughs> that's you want how low. Somebody? That's how low the bar is in New York right now. We got guys like Aaron Hicks who stare at a fucking wall. Instead of picking up the wow. ball, and and now our bar on is it. set at he's in on every pitch. He doesn't take a and pitch then, off. Uh, and then this is the irony. This is this is total Yankee, uh, just universal justice or karma or whatever you want to call it. He had a nice uh, he had a nice single. He's on first base talking to Volpe, talking about Volpe, right? And then uh, you know uh, Curry and and Ruko are like are like jousting each other to see who can jerk off Volpe faster. Yeah, and and one of them was like. He has the it factor. He just has the it factor. And and like literally, like the second, the literal split second that the word factor came out came out of the, whoever's mouth said it, he got picked off at first base. <laughs> so I guess he does I guess he's not taking I he took one play off, maybe or wasn't you know fully invested <laughs> in one play. He's getting picked <laughs> off in a spring training game. But look, if you listen to the way that the the Yankees uh, propaganda machine speaks of Volpe, obviously this is who they want to. I know Judge is here for nine years, so this is Aaron Judge's team. He's the captain, right? But this is who they want to put on posters with Aaron Judge. You yeah. know, like you look at you know when they sell season tickets, who do you see now? Aaron Judge. You might see you, you see Garrett Cole. You might see, and then like that third guy is like always like. Sometimes it's Rizzo, sometimes it's Stan, sometimes this one's. They want it to be Anthony Volpe. They want that guy. When you go and buy season tickets, they want Anthony Volpe to be that guy to, to put on all, all the press material. That's who the guy that they want. And yeah, right. And that's my point. Like, if that's the guy they want, what sounds better than saying, yeah, mm-hmm. the Yankee shortstop? Nothing. 
Who's the most iconic Yankee of the last uh, seven years? Exactly. Shortstop. Jeter. Number two. You know, the Yankees have been trying to fill Derek Jeter's shoes since Derek Jeter retired. And they, you know, Didi did a decent job, but then since, but he was never a star. Like, you know, he did it. Well, good... he, he didn't come up through the system. So, like, this is their opportunity to really try and fill that void. And that, that's just what scares me is I think the Yankees are going to try to force feed this to Volpe when maybe he should be the guy that moves to second base because I truly love. From what I love, what I've seen on Oswald Peraz at shortstop. Well, that's why I just said if they're going to do it, they have to do it now because I promise you, Peraz at shortstop for an entire year, you're not going to be able to justify moving him off a of shortstop because he's an elite shortstop. He's a very yeah, exactly. good defender. That's an excellent point because the yes. Yankees, and that's what I'm. I'm holding out this hope. This. There's naivete, if you want to call it, that IKF is not starting at shortstop this year. <laughs> but that is where you could make the case that he is because the Yankees know that if Peraz is given the job and he's as good as we think that he is, you can't tell him that he's not the shortstop in 2024. Correct. Correct. I don't you care can't. who I don't care who's coming up right. behind him. L.I. Yankee King, thanks for the super chat, man. He said, why not trade D.J. LeMayu, who's 35? No, no, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Hold on. And is going to continue to decline. Stop. And I don't want to hear now out anymore out of L.I. drop mm. off comes. And Torres has 15 stolen bases. Oh, my uh, God. Speed, which people forget know. that works in 2023 baseball. Here's why D.J. LeMayu, here's why you don't trade him. Um, because of everything you said after why not trade DJ LeMayu. 35 and is going to continue to decline. Where are you trading him? The, you have a better shot of, of DJ staying healthy and, and, and giving you some value here, of course. First of all, you're not trading DJ LeMayu because the Yankees have no leadoff hitter, okay? He's the only one that profiles anything close to a leadoff hitter on this team. That's number one. And number two, you're not trading him because he's way more versatile than Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres can only play one position. TJ LeMayu can play three. And you and like you said before, man, if they don't make any moves for third base, you're going to need to fill that hole over there. And who better with everyone on this team than, than DJ? L.I. is a great supporter of this channel, and I don't want to knock him, but he is definitely like – Glued to Glaber Torres's ass. Glaber, really? Is you know, he a Glaber guy? He's, he's a Glaber guy? guy. He's a Glaber guy. Glaber guy. You know, we are going to start banging. Okay. Well, you know, we don't judge you. Okay. 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 <laughs> Look, and here's the other thing. There's two. There's the other guy. The other argument you can make is that you got to trade IKF, right? He was he was a disaster here last year. The Yankees can't run this back again. We talked about this. Public enemy number one, two, and three. Line them up however you want. Hicks, Donaldson, IKF. You can't have all three of these guys in the lineup on opening day. You're just sending a bad message to your fan base on a on a year that you really want them to believe that you're you're in it to win it, right? Yeah. IKF, we talked about security blankets that the Yankees have had. Remember AJ Cole? Yeah. There was Jesus really nothing Christ. wrong with fucking. I mean, A.J. Cole was who he was. He was a middle-of-the-road, nobody, Hammond Egger, four or five ERA reliever to come and eat innings, right? 
The problem is, is that Aaron Boone used him like he was, um, like he was, uh, he was the big, I'm trying to make a, an analogy here, but I don't know any famous firefighters. But that that's what he was. Anytime the Yankees were in trouble and he needed to put out a fire, here comes A.J. Cole. Here comes A.J. Cole yeah. to come put out the fire. Every right, time. Right? Every time. And he's not that guy. And that's why we said when we, we talked about keep him, dump him that year, A.J. Cole, it's like, yeah, who cares about A.J. Cole? But no, he has to go because the Yankees – you don't want him to have that security blanket of continually bringing A.J. Cole in the games. It's the same thing with IKF. If IKF is not here, the Yankees don't have that security blanket to go back to to stick at shortstop the minute one of these kids starts going through a little bit of a rough patch. If IKF is not here, they don't have anybody else to play shortstop. So either Volpe or Peraza is getting the fucking run this year. That's why he's got to go. And people are like, oh, you can't trade both of them. You have no depth. I don't fucking care. Sign somebody off the street. I don't care. Right. This is the way to. This is the way you best build this team for this year and for the future. If Glaber Torres and IKF are out the fucking door, I'm sorry. Here's, that's here's that's one my way. Opinion. Here's one way you can sell me on keeping IKF on this team. If you're tell if you're going to tell me that he's the starting third baseman, mm. because I think he pl he plays a good third base. He was way more comfortable over there and. Let's not forget, he really wasn't terrible at the plate last year. He had one of the higher averages on this team. It's a it, it, yeah, fine, whatever, Chris. He's a, he's a punch and Judy hitter. He is what he is, right? Um, it, right. It's fine, right? He okay. Had a grand slam, okay. Uh -huh, he did. Is Wash Donaldson on this team? Yes. Okay, then IKF has to go because the security blanket is still there. You know, let's say Volpe by some fucking miracle, Volpe is the opening day sh shortstop. He Tears the cover off the ball. The Yankees are like, we're going to do it. He's our guy. Boom. He goes, hits 180 in, in, in April. Guess what? Donaldson off the bench. IKF the shortstop. Volpe down to AAA. When <laughs> what he should be doing is getting used to major league pitching at that point. Correct. So uh, that's we got, why. We got two super chats, but I'll get to them when we're going to get into the next segment. Are they concerned him? Um, I Actually, I don't read them until I'm going to. Read them to you guys. So. No, because that's yeah. why I, the security blanket has got to go in IKF, man. And, and you know, I'm telling. I'm sorry. I know people love Glaber Torres, but he, he's not the long term solution here. And the Yankee, we've talked, we talk about this all, all the time of the Yankees playing this dangerous game of roulette where they they hold on to guys with no value. Yeah, could, could you get could in a, in a in an ideal world, do you get through 2023 with Glaber Torres being a four-war player and move him next offseason knowing you're not going to sign him? Okay. Do you trust Glaber Torres to be a four-war player in 2024, uh, 2023? Do you trust him to be that player again? No. I think he's capable of doing it for sure, but I definitely don't trust it happening now. And that's why you have to trade him. <laughs> if he goes out and he, and he plays like that, even even adds five, six, seven war player. Fine. It's a risk you had to take though. Well, I think that should be a segue into, into what we're going to talk about next. And we're going to close out the show here with my Creed three review. Okay. Okay. We're not talking okay. any more okay. Yankee baseball. Okay. Okay. No spoilers. We got two right. super right. chats here. Okay. Do the super chats. Uh, my boy, Ra. Thank you. Rah, of course, rah, always. Always, always a Said last time I'm choosing violence against the Yankees, but can they leave Peraza at short? So annoying. So tired of watching him get no reps with the main players. They're mm. shoving IKF down our throats. 
Agreed, man. Yeah, I mean that's uh, and that's that's the fault of how great he looked at short last year. I mean he he gave us that like glimpse of the future if he's going to yeah. be that guy. He's it's a, like, an unbelievable player over there. It's like the Yankees the Yankees forfeit practical choices for things that like like IKF shouldn't even be anywhere near our throats, let alone being shoved down our throat Ooh. because we have options. Right. But the Yankees got this guy, so they need to commit to him to make it seem like they made the right choice. And it just it really hurts this fucking team. But right, uh, we, because you, you would want them to be making moves based on what helps them based win, on what helps them exactly look the best. Or it's theater. OK, OK, OK. Uh, steals 69. Thanks for the super chat. Oh, oh. Uh, the family said, show. Said, okay. He said, don't forget L.I. chose Glaber over Samantha. I don't get the inside joke, but I'm going to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't I know. We, we might I need another remember. super chat. In oh, hold on. To that. We got we got one. L.I. Yankee King super chat. But you're going to risk DJ LeMayu at 35 and a toe injury. So what again, L.I. not ripping you, uh, your loyal supporter. But what makes you think that? If you're thinking that, other teams aren't thinking that. All right, so the TJ Lumayu's already signed his contract, has he not? Right. So the Yankees and what are going va- to what eat value, that money anyway. And what value does DJ Lumayu have? What are you going to get for him? You could you see. I think his value would come trading him to a National League team at the deadline, a team that's competing for get something. Get him for a hua. Um, same goes for Glaber Torres too. So they're kind of in the they're same not boat. Not trading DJ Lemayu. I think DJ Lemayu is too is. I don't want to say too valuable, but more valuable to his upside. Way uh, more. I agree. His value on this team is way more than anything you're going to get for him. Uh, another super chat. Golv said, "Love the show, fellas. What would?" You, what would you ask the Dodgers for in an IKF and or Torres trade? For me, I'm thinking some pitching depth. No? Pitching depth? Yes, for sure. Maybe Dodgers I... always have pretty solid pitching depth. So, I mean, you know, this is where people try to get you a gotcha moment. I'm not saying that's what LV is doing here, but when you post something on Twitter, and you're like, trade so-and-so. And like, well, what are you going to get for him? I'm not the fucking general manager. That's his fucking job. Right. I'm identifying what the problem is here. LV's not saying that at all. He's he's no, I know that, that I'm saying but people not, on Twitter do that all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well, you're gonna trade him who you're getting him for. I don't I know what we need. Right. I know who we have on this team that we don't need. Now Brian Cashman can go earn his fucking paycheck. Because then you think about it, like even if you got guys back for IKF that ended up being garbage, what's the risk? There is no risk, and There's it actually no helps this team. It do, I'm sorry, I I don't really have a problem with IKF, but I think he him being here is is detrimental to the growth of He's, both Peraza and Volpe. And I don't think the best version of the Yankees is of 2023 is with IKF look, on this team. Here's the here's the hard truth. Even without an overcrowded infield, hard. IKF is expendable, and with an overcrowded infield with Superstar, you know, supposed superstar prospects waiting to come up. He's extremely expendable and really has no business being here anymore. Oh, uh, we're going to close out the show with this. Um, Luis Severino is a free agent at the end of this season. Now, uh, I, if you guys want to go back to keep him, dump him. I believe that I said dump Luis Severino. I'm 
I don't remember, but I don't I'm remember. pretty sure I was on a, I was on a dump for Luis Severino. Um, you know, and it's it came up in a start the other day. What do you do with Luis Severino, right? And we ran a poll. The three choices were: Would you? It's if you ran the Yankees, would you give Sevy a contract extension? Yes, no, or I need to see a healthy 2023. And that was the winning vote. Forty-seven percent voted need to see a healthy 2023. Look, if Luis Severino comes out and makes 30 starts, pitches 165, 170 innings, pitches to a 310 ERA, and looks like Sevy, how do you let him walk? Wait, well, sorry, that's... is he a free agent next year? <laughs> no, yeah. this is his last year. His last year. All right, this so is this last is his year. last year under contract. Yes. Okay. okay. So. That's... That's sorry. That's where I now see it. If you have that type of year out of him, where Cole and Rodon and even Nestor Cortez, so you know those three guys are going to be here, and you all have a certain level of expectation for those guys. And Sevy puts that season together. How do you walk mm-hmm. away from that rotation? Here's a question, real quick. I know it's different circumstances, but what happened the last time? They let a guy with a lot of potential. They didn't sign him. They waited to see what kind of season he was going to have. Yep. And then they couldn't let him walk. What happened? Did they have to spend less money? A little bit different. It is a little different, but here's my thing. I see the similarities, though. But here's my thing. It's actually more in favor for the Yankees to sign Severino now because clearly if we're debating this, the, the upper hand is to the Yankees big time because he is a liability, right? So yep. even if you sign him now at a lesser price and he d- can't stay healthy, isn't that worth the risk of him going out there and pitching to his potential that we know is extremely high in this league and then having to either pay him tr- double what we would have or watching him walk to another team? I mean, that's an argument to be made for sure is that you offer him the contract extension now and hope that you can get a friendlier deal than if he, yeah. if he hits free agency after a healthy year. Of course. But it, I mean, also, he's a guy that you, you can make the argument he needs to show it. He has not shown it, man. Of, I, right. I'm so not disagreeing with that either. Right. But what I'm saying is, do we really want to take that risk again? It's not even a risk at that point because if he has a good year this year and he goes into his free agency he's definitely gone there is no way the yankees will even offer him a contract they're gonna play pay three guys ace money no right. shot they need to if they want some another in their future they have to pay him right now yeah another reason why you trade glaber Torres is because i think the value is definitely in paying luis severino a hundred million dollars than it is fucking glaber torres yeah mm-hmm. and look i'm not sitting here saying that that Severino doesn't have to prove himself and stay healthy in a sense of how much can he bring to how this team? How much is team? that doggy in the window? <clears throat> All right. But, but my point is from the Yankees perspective, from, from the front office perspective, first you have to ask yourself what happened last time we, we, we gambled like this, right? Because we're not just talking about a regular pitcher here. If Sevy can stay healthy, we know what kind of potential this dude has. If he stays healthy and has a good year, it's not just going to be a good year. It's going to be a dominant year. I'm telling you right now, Sevy still has that in him. And why risk that? Why not sign him now when we can sit here and say, Sevy, look, you haven't really stayed it. I mean, how many games have you pitched in the last handful of years? 
this is your value. You're not going to get any more than this. This is what we'll sign you for. Keep you, you think Severino's not sitting there going, I get injured every fucking year. I'm frustrated. I can't take that risk either. I'm going to take this this money. Well, you know, there is bad blood between him and the Yankees. He, he hasn't appreciated how he's been handled with last year going on a 60-day and uh, then being told this year he can't play in WBC. Being taken maybe out want, of a no-hitter. Maybe he wants to, uh, maybe he wants to test the market. Maybe, and, that, and look, that's on him. But as a fan of the Yankees, I can't sit here and be okay with with him walking on the Yankees account and not his own. Like the Yankees can't let him walk because he upped his value and they can't afford him. So if you are the general manager of the New York Yankees and you have free reign to do whatever the hell it is you want, money's not an issue, you're offering Luis Severino contract right now. 100%. Nah, I'm not. 100% I am. Ryan, let's, let's expound upon that. Are you, do you, want him to go period or do you need to see no. him be healthy no i like him a lot but i'm not i'm i'm not big on giving pitchers years and monies and they already have two starters that they're paying a lot of money to he's going to require a 20 plus million dollar contract and i just don't i don't think they need to go and do that when they could just go and trade for a guy maybe a rental here and there I, I don't well, see the value there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the idea of Brian Cashman trading for more starting pitching. Right. <laughs> I right. Just, how do you? Tra- I, I don't. I, I you really trust the guy. Him. Can you trust you the guy, Rye, who who makes those trades? Can you trust that he's going to make the right trade? No. So then it comes down to getting a team friendly deal, and the only way they'll be able to do that is if they do it right now. But then if they do that right now, then that's the risk. But if you want to have an Aaron judge situation. You're not getting Severino back on this team. Something just fell off that. Dude, that was, that was yeah. scary. But uh, here's, <clears throat> I mean, here's a, here's a point to look at, right. Of why you would offer Severino a contract. Think about it like this. We <sighs> trigger warning. I'm going to use the term, uh, beat a dead horse. Okay. okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> to beat this dead horsey any deader than it already is horsey we know we all know how the yankees operated with the last two free agent shortstop classes why because their top prospects are shortstops so if you're using if, if you do like i do and try to rationalize the yankees way of thinking <coughs> it makes it makes sense why commit big money in years to shortstops if these are the if the, your kids are shortstops and you have if you have faith in them and they're going going to be ready next year or so right yeah. okay so it makes sense it's like yankee sense to not commit that type of money and resources to shortstop because you have volpe you have peraza right where's their starting pitching where's their starting pitching prospects right i mean That's- even it even an injury prone sevy for me still has more of an upside signing him while his value is much lower than taking that risk of him going out there and, and pitching to his potential and then watching him walk because Sevy's a very valuable piece to this rotation. He's not an ace. You have two aces at the top of this rotation. Imagine Severino being as dominant as he can be and being your number three. I mean, we talk about Giancarlo Stanton being hurt for 160 games as long as he shows up in October, right? You can kind of make that case for Sevy, it's a little different, obviously, because, you know, Sevy seems to need some time to get back into to his groove. But having Sevy in this rotation, especially in October, following 
Rodon and Cole. There's way more value in that and taking that risk than him going out there, having a fucking career year and then having to watch him walk. It's it's tempting. That's all I'm going to say. And I haven't looked at the free agent classes for 2024 of who, you know, who they could possibly replace him with. But if you're not paying Severino, you're going to pay another guy 20, 20 plus million, you know, 25 million dollars a year or whatever it is to take his place. The it's a it's a risk. It is a definite risk that the Yankees have to to weigh right now, whether or not you try to lock him up at a more reasonable rate, knowing that you have this un known of whether he can stay healthy and it could completely blow up in their face and you know he can make four starts this year like we've seen him do in the past or you you know he could be that dominant guy that that we really haven't fully seen since 2018 and you got him at a at a really good price it's going all i'm saying man is if he's healthy and you have what really is three aces with Nestor Cortez, who I like. I like Nestor a lot. People think because I don't want to call him an ace or whatever, I, I don't like him. I have like Nestor. I, I like so you have four fucking aces right. on this team. And and a Why? fifth and a fifth starter who has is gonna be way better, mm. whether it be Schmidt or Herman, than most fifth starters. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's tough to walk away from that, man. So that's why do I do I it's hard to say. Do I need to see a healthy Severino in 2023? Yeah, I do. I need to see a healthy Severino in 2023. I would offer him something. I'd fucking low ball the shit out of him be, and try to get him to weigh his risk of of hitting the free agency uh, possibly off another injured year. But um, you look at the free agent class of next year, starting pitching is nothing. Nothing's really... Well, here's another. He'll question. be he'll be the clear. Well, except for of course Otani. Otani, but okay, he's but he's not, more than just yeah. a pitcher. And you got Scherzer but, too, but he's older, so he'll he'll be the clear. Actually, come yeah. on, that, but here's on. another any part, player. I don't want any part right. of Max Scherzer. No, here's another thing to think about too. Uh, we talked about this how many times this offseason. The Yankees' pitching depth is a lot thinner than it than it's been in a while. I mean, we have what one. Top 10 starting pitching prospect. And he's, he's in double A. So, I mean, you're not going to see him for a couple of years. Right. I mean, so you don't have anything internally that you're talking about waiting for him to come up. For me, it's just like, yes, as a fan, I need to see him stay healthy to make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But at the end of the day, I just think his his ceiling, his upside is worth it. To, to not risk him walking and being on another team. It's it's definitely, uh, there's no, honestly, I'll tell you this, and this is not me, you know, playing both sides of the fence or whatever, not trying to commit. There's no wrong answer here. There really isn't because you have pros and cons of every side of what you can do with Luis Severino. You can say, yes, give him the contract extension right now. No, I don't want anything to do with him because of his checkered past, but if he's healthy, then, you know, that might change my opinion on it. So, I mean, it's really, really tough, man. And that's, you know, that's up to, that's where Brian Cashman's got to earn his money here. He's got to figure out what to do with Luis Severino, because like you said, Ryan, you know, that free agency class is not good. There's nobody waiting to come up in, 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 uh, in the minor leagues, you know, 
Seve's going to be great. the sexiest theme by default. Yeah. You know, you know, Cole Rodon and uh, Nestor is really good, but I mean, then you, you might have a, what's your four or five then? You're going to tell me it's Herman and friggin' Schmidt. Not the same thing, man. Yeah. Well, right now it's not the same thing, but a full year of Herman and Schmidt, maybe you're saying, <laughs> you know, thinking differently. I don't know. Uh, it's possible. Schmidt but... hasn't had a moment yet in the league. I mean, he got yeah. hurt and yeah. he looked good. So he's still, that's still out there. It's, it's just another one know. that worried. How old is he going to be this yeah. year? Uh, you know, he's not really a prospect anymore. So, I mean, there's another true, thing that worries cause... about, you know, yeah. we know, we know yeah, what he's Domingo 27. Herm- he's 27. You know, we know what Domingo Herman is. So, I mean, like, you can pretty much figure out it's going to be a guy that, Life you know, Peter. pitches. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. So uh-huh. we don't condone that type of behavior. Here. I don't know. Does Sevi like... have, you know, does he sit down with Judge and say, what do you think I should do? Should I bet on myself like you did? Well, Judge is going to say, no, because no, <laughs> Judge is going to, no, because here's, here's my point to you that I was saying before. Judge had a reason to bet on himself because the dude's been so fucking... Sevi. But here's the thing. With Sevy, how frustrated was he when he kept getting when he got hurt? Even last year, he was rehabbing, got hurt again. He came out and said how frustrated he was. He knows how injury prone he is. He knows that if he goes out there in 2023 without a contract and gets hurt again, he is significantly less valuable than he is right now before the season starts. But but if I feel I don't know. I feel like you could make that argument with Judge, and you could compare it to uh, Cody Bellinger. It was a guy who kind of took a chance on himself, and Cody Bellinger is making twelve million dollars this year, and Aaron Judge is making thirty five million dollars this year. Aaron Judge hit fifty two home runs in his rookie season, and should so have won did MVP. so did Cody Bellinger. Cody Be- Cody Bellinger fifty and one rookie of the year and MVP. Judge you- is making forty million dollars this. Year. Oh, sorry, he- I was, yeah, I, yeah, I I bet I bet. Bet on himself. He definitely yeah, did. He bet. He bet on I himself. I just don't think Sevy's in the same place to bet on himself. I think then... he's in that same place as as that upside of that crazy amount of money that he could leave on the table or not. But like I said, is the money he's leaving on the table is it more than the money he's gonna be missing out on if he goes out there and gets hurt? If the Yankees year? try to sign him right now, they'd have to offer him something like in the twenty twenty one million dollar range, right? Right, and, and if then, he goes out there and gets hurt for a few months this season, what's his value in free agency? It's going to dip, but I mean, yeah. So that's my point. That that would be what I'm thinking of as Sevy right now. But he'll get Chris. He'll get close to thirty five million if he goes out and has a three ten oh, ERA. Rodon yes, he... didn't. Carlos Rodon well, is not. Me. All right, but I that's mean, a all right. So what? But what did Rodon get? Uh, what is Rodon making? Like twenty. What is it? It's not that much, man. All right. Well, then I'm so, I'm I'm that I'm thinking more along different the pitching of, class though with Rodon, right? So twenty seven, twenty seven for Rodon. I I see right. him getting. I don't see Severino right around going it. into the see. Third, he so. could Let's... he could Christian. Here's why: if he is that 30. good of a year, if he is that good of a year, one we just talked about the the other names in that pool. But right? there was nobody else but, really in this pool except for Verlander. But, you know the Yankees weren't in on that. <laughs> but here's the second reason why. In just one year, with each year that passes, how how much do we see values of players go up where they really don't yeah. deserve to like think about I don't think he's gonna get thirty million dollars. Look, look at the infield look at the infielders though this year. 
Look at what Xander Bogarts got. I bet you didn't think he was going to get the money that he ended up getting. Well, that's why. What's his name? Like there's, you know, they spend money like it's fucking Monopoly over yeah. there. What's his name? Julio Rodriguez signing Trey Turner years? Phillies. Oh, uh, yeah. He signed a crazy deal. But uh, like, think about how stupid that is, right? In just three years from now, the money yeah. he's making per year, if he's the superstar they expect him to be, he's going to be getting less than a than an average fucking player by five my years point from now. is that if you got i really don't think sevy even on off a dominant year is making 30 plus million dollars next year I probably not uh dude come on if he has a good year this year he and the class is what it is he will be making at least 30 million dollars next I, year. I, i'll disagree with you on that right. because Let's the class see. wasn't i mean the class wasn't that great this year and rodan was the best pitcher in the market and didn't hit 30 so We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll I uh, may, maybe we will. Maybe we and just won't. A, and then, but you got to take in account the inflation of it all of it that the prices oh, seem to go okay. up every year. Go that's what I mean. There. Okay. 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 Inflation. All right. Adjust. Really carry it. Carry it over. Okay. Decimal point down there. Okay. Carry the two. <sighs> okay. Now, normally we don't hype up shows two weeks away, but we are going to hype up our show on uh, March twentieth. Fred. Is back. Hell yeah. Right. Welcome back, Fred. March 20th, two weeks from tonight. Uh, My favorite yeah. show. We missed you, Fred. Fred's projections. It's our, it's our annual show where we look at the algorithm on uh, baseball reference, what they project certain Yankees to do in certain statistical categories, and we give our over-unders on the year, and Fred is the drunk bastard that, that sets the uh, over-unders. Yeah, it's not an algorithm. Hey, what? It's a drunk dude just sitting behind it. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, James played. I really think. I really think this is the year (laughs) we show what we we should show people what Fred looks like. Is that possible? I could absolutely do that for you. So two weeks from tonight, uh, Fred will be back, and we will take a look at uh, Yankee over unders for the year. So next week, uh, you know, we'll just have a fun show. We'll figure out what to talk about. But two weeks from tonight, Fred's projections, and then the following week will be our season preview, and then baseball. Baseball's so it back. will be here. Back. It'll be here before you know it. So we'll April first in the Audi Club. Snatch up those final tickets, guys, uh, to for NYY News TV Day twenty twenty three. Follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. Look at the pinned tweet if you're looking for the link for the for the tickets. Um, Patreon.com slash NYYST. If you want to win a replica Yankee jersey, the last video that we did is free, open for everybody. Go there, Patreon.com slash NYYST. Watch the video. Learn how you could pot, you could be in the running to win a free Yankee replica jersey. Uh, and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, okay? we got to right. counteract these people that are trying to flood us with negative reviews because they're yeah. they're haters. Okay. <laughs> and if uh, you're still in the chat, uh, please like this video and subscribe to NYY News TV. Okay, Creed 3, 7 out of 10. I know that's what everybody right. was waiting for. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Right. Right. Thank right. you very right. much for right. your continued right. support right. of NYYST and NYY News TV. Right. Right. We want to thank you for listening and watching episode 322 of the podcast. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.
before it hits the front page.